Hi, I'm Rosie. Within this project, learn something about everything. My sister Olivia and I are summarising each of the past 20 centuries. We will be running through key events and facts to build a timeline of essential knowledge. We hope you enjoy. So, here we are. <laughs> Second century. Year 101 to 200. CE, or AD, whatever you prefer. Mm -hmm. Cool. We're going to be jumping from west to east and back and forth quite a bit. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Almost sounded like it wasn't okay. But <laughs> <laughs> so, this is quite simple. Yeah. The first half of the century, I'm just going to sum up. Love that. What was happening in China? In China. Things were great. Okay. You've got the Han Dynasty, H A N. Mm. They've got a lot of great power. They're learning about the outside world and they're spreading rumours, one could say. Chinese whispering. Precisely. It's becoming more commonplace to discuss and think about the world outside of Asia. Yeah, they're in contact with the Greeks and the Romans. All started up. What is Chinese whispers from? Um, is it from I don't know. a period of them spreading rumours? or No, I... Oh, you just made that little thing. Thought, isn't it, like, uh, rude? These days, say Chinese whispers. I don't know what. Like, why does it exist? Are you looking it up right now? Yeah. It's oh, it's racism. Yeah, it's, it's racism. racism. But you know what? We live and we learn, we and I love learning that because I didn't know that. Why is it racism, though? It says here that it's because Chinese people speak in a way that is unintelligible. That's mm. really mean. That's really racist. Yeah, it is. So broken telephone is the one that they use in the US. Oh, really? Yeah. They don't say Chinese whispers. Ah. Because I like, I like the name of the game is nice. It's like Chinese whispers. Yeah, it always sounds so like wholesome. Yeah. It's like a kid's game. Well, it's racist, <laughs> as well, so... We can't use it anymore. Okay. <laughs> okay, that was the first half of the century in Asia. And I'm gonna, we'll come back to China and we'll find out what's happening later. But for now, we're gonna go right back. When we left off in the first century, we had just had an emperor come into power and his name was Trajan. And Trajan is... Killing it. Wow. Yes. He is expanding the empire. He is into social welfare. He's building. Everybody loves him. Apart from Olivia. <laughs> I want to tell you both something. He was not the son of some person. He clawed his way up. Trajan was adopted when Nerva was on his deathbed. And because he was adopted, he then became the next emperor. It's just the Roman Empire just wasn't hereditary, really. He then had a stroke, died. That's a shame. His ashes were laid, and this was, I think, in 117 CE. Have you been to the Victorian Albert in London? Yeah. There's a... Have you? Trajan's Column. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen that. It's really cool. It's this huge column, and it has scenes depicted winding around it, telling us stories, telling stories of victory and war. And it was Trajan that led those wars. And it's unusual for things about war to have women in them. But there's women depicted torturing men and all sorts. That's fun. For Olivia, the first time Olivia's like eyes came to life a bit. <laughs> Trojan's column is a plaster copy that then well, the real one. The real one is in Rome. I loved it. You know when you see a column and you think <laughs> What's that? Yeah. We've all got some interesting stories. Mm. Mm. Oh, but you're not that interested. Basically, Trajan was the first of the five good emperors. They were ruling throughout the second century. And ruling where? 
the Roman Empire. Okay. They were doing it well. Doing it well in what way? Well, in terms of they were keeping things in control. He was very good at admin and not spending too much and all of that kind of stuff and securing the borders and maybe doing a bit of expansion and winning some wars. Precisely all of that. Looking after the people. That does sound Instead nice. of being like take, stealing money and being corrupt because that's what lots of other emperors did, unfortunately. Historians love these five. Now, this is what's interesting about them. They were all adopted. So then some people have looked back on this time and said, this is really important to learn from, that actually when you just let your son become mm. ruler and then the son after... How... Okay, sorry. No, tell me. I was going to say, how were they chosen? That they were adopted? Yeah, just... Uh, they well, were adopted in the sense that, like, they would be close to the emperor, and the emperor would be like, oh, this guy's got good leadership qualities, I'm going to groom him to become the next emperor. Precisely. But it doesn't necessarily mean it's my son. So they were kind of chosen in a way. They were, yeah. So he just made the point Machiavelli. Do you know who Machiavelli is? He no. wrote Okay, well Machiavelli was really important later on. He wrote The Prince, which was really influential. Machiavellian is a term we use yeah. to describe people who basically just take advantage of the situation they're in and like use every kind of backstabby way to get to power. Okay. That was his vibe. He kind of wrote these ideas down and was like, this is how you get to power. You just backstab everyone and you behave in a very politically, like, intelligent way to get to power. Which is interesting because he wrote so fondly of these rulers, these five yeah. good emperors. He came up with the term, five, Perhaps. the five good emperors. Perhaps they were like that. I'm sure they were. Always, and, yeah. you know, because always to stay in power, these emperors would constantly be assassinating. Yeah pretenders and like rivals yeah you know the most dangerous time to be like the child of a, a previous emperor is just like after another emperor just come to power it's usually you'd just be yeah so these no i want you no, to speak yeah i want you to say what you wait so this Ma machiavelli guy yeah he did what he came up he with... basically just wrote political theory right, right, in the right. medieval times okay. which really influenced political theory further down the line cool and okay. he was into these roman empires who were doing cool things yeah yeah cool 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 exactly. so he, he wasn't that was like his in his history books i guess he was around about 500 years ago okay okay so i want to quickly read you the names of the five good emperors just so that you know nerva trajan hadrian Antonius Pius and Marcus Aurelius. Mm. She's heard she of Mark. She, she knows, knows that, that one. We've well, never seen Gladiator. We've never. I've never seen Gladiator. By 117 CE, the Roman Empire was at its largest territory. Now Hadrian, he's come next. By the way, Trajan died. Remember, his ashes were put at the bottom of his column, and then he adopted Hadrian. <laughs> Do you remember who, just, why, what's the look of despair about? Really? I remember that. Do you remember we talked about a column? Yes, okay. yes. Yeah. Okay, that was Trajan's column. <laughs> yeah. And you know what we're going to do? There's going to be an image of it. Okay. The column, because when you see it, you're going to care because it's oh God, got... I wish we had like visuals right now. Close your eyes, big square block, and on top of it, you have a huge column coming out. And people have carved... <laughs> You know what? I don't really know what you mean by column. Why don't you just show her? <laughs> you know, that's where we went wrong. <laughs> everything, everything went really, what really... What is a column? Like, okay. Because I feel like 
things when they say column. So show, I'm like, which meaning are you talking about? Show her immediately. Okay. How is that different from what you had expected? That? Yeah, no, no, you're right. It is, it's a classic, classical column, but a single one, not attached to a building. Correct. Uh, sorry, I should have been... Th 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 oh. <laughs> Excuse me. <what's> <laughs> So now, remember how I listed off those five good emperors? Yes. The next one in line was Hadrian. Hey, now, Hadrian. Hadrian. God sir. Now, he wasn't so nice. No. At the beginning, he was like, oh, the Jewish people, they've had a hard time, no worries. And then, later on, he's like, oh, actually, I've changed my mind and you're all going to have a terrible time, but we'll come to that. He built Hadrian's Wall in the UK. In the United Kingdom. I would show you a photo, but it's not going to change your life. It's a kind of crumbly stone wall. Okay. It was an absolutely monumental achievement. Okay, Mark can take over this bit. That went coast to coast and was huge. And obviously right now it's not. And what was, was the name huge... of the emperor who made it? Hayden. Hadrian. <laughs> Hayden. <laughs> Hayden Christensen. <laughs> you know what? From Star Wars. I'm really... You know, you lost me there a little bit. Okay, so Hadrian... Trajan has died. <laughs> R.I.P. Ashes at the base okay, of his... Trajan has died. And Hadrian has taken over. And Hadrian's taken over, and you were saying something about we do or we don't like him, or we did and then we didn't, or we didn't... I think it's up to each person to decide no, what they like or not. but think? Yeah, I'm not such a fan. I would say I dislike Hadrian. Hadrian. But okay. everyone else is like, he was one of the good five emperors. He, because when I say good in this sense, Hadrian kept control. He kept yeah. expanding, kept making things happening. Flowing. But, well, can I come to yes. Hadrian later? The main thing is, is he built a great big wall in the UK. To protect us. Us. <laughs> Hadrian was really into defence. From invasions from the northern Pic tribes, which lived in Scotland. Which would come down and raid in northern England and like rape and pillage and take people off. Is this still there? Yeah, Hadrian's Wall is still around. It's like the crumbled. Whole thing. No. Yeah, like you can follow the whole line. There's like a trek you can Wait, do and where is it? Where is it? In northern England, uh, around the okay. border with Scotland. Okay, got so, got so. Like near the border with Scotland. Give me one minute, Hadrian, because I just want to go find out if something's happening in China quickly. The first water-powered armillary sphere. So I'm going to show you an image because it's very dif difficult to explain an, an armillary sphere. It's a <laughs> water-powered instrument that shows you where stuff in the sky is. Yes, so then there's two different types. You either get one which has the earth in the center and it's a physical little model of the earth with then like rings of metal surrounding oh, it. Oh, you mean like one of those things where it's yeah. different things moving around. Precisely, and it's called an armillary sphere. And it's just like for decoration. Um, and study, and to be a smart person, look at my armillary sphere, I'm so yeah. impressive. And who made that? So it was in 125 and it was in China. Oh wow. And so this, I'm just going to show you images of armillary spheres. Oh, they're so cool. Aren't they? It's like someone drew like, a map of the sky. And made it into a 3D model. Yeah. Okay. I want to apologise for not telling you who invented the first water-powered armillary sphere. Because I didn't know how to say the name. But he's actually really important and his name was Zhang Hen. He invented the water-powered armillary sphere, and then a few years later, he designed something even more life-changing. What? Okay, are, you're not ready for this. A seismometer. Oh, for earthquakes. For earthquakes. That's so cool. But the cool bit about it, I mean, first of all, that's really cool because, yeah. wow, smart thing to do. Don't know how you did that. 
the design of this thing is going to literally, even for Olivia, who's asleep right now, it's going to knock your socks <laughs> off. And then I'll show you an image. A huge bronze thing that you're like, what is that? Two meters in diameter. So pretty nice, big, chunky piece of equipment. It's got eight dragon's heads around the top of it. Eight dragon like heads. Crown. Exactly, like a crown. Under each dragon head is a toad with its mouth open. <laughs> so eight toads around the base, each underneath the dragon's head. Now, okay. so you've got these eight dragon heads at the mm. top, mm -hmm. and they're each holding a bronze ball in their mouth. Okay, wait, so back to the dragons. Yeah. Dragons holding a bronze ball. Suddenly, one of the dragons opens its mouth, the bronze ball drops. Where's it going to drop and fall into? The toad. With its mouth open. It makes a big old noise, and it only happens in one of them. What does that tell you, that one? Why is it only just that one? I have no idea. Wait, because... That tells you, okay, so it's fallen and it's making a noise. Okay. That made a noise, which means there's going to be an earthquake. And then the location of which ball fell tells you in which direction the earthquake will be. Wow. Wow. How about distance there? Or is it just like... No. Did it, actually, did it ever work? It did. One time it said there was going to be an earthquake and there wasn't. And everyone was like, whoa, and then it never happened. Mm -hmm. So they knew it was working because people used to travel great distances across China and say, over in the east, we had an earthquake, da 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 da. So then that started to occur and it would align with what this big bronze seismometer was telling them. Now, this is also interesting because this was many, many years before this was being done in the West. Mm. And because that's just about the coolest design. Dragons, bronze balls, toads. Yeah. I'm there for it. No, that's that pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So now I'm going to show you an image which is trying to sort of build what it would have looked like. Yeah. But it's not the original. That's what I was imagining. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Oh, amazing. Mm. Very cool. Okay, so Hadrian, now he's saying, I'm replacing Jerusalem and it's going to be a Roman city. And I don't like the Jewish people. There's this big war and it was called the Third Jewish-Roman War. Well, that's what people call it now, obviously. Yeah. Um, but it was also called... I don't know how to say it. I would just say Bar Kokhba. Yeah, it was like some weird messiah revolt that they did. Okay, so that's exactly it. So they were saying that this guy, Simon, was a new messiah. And then everyone else was saying, absolutely not. And Hadrian said, okay, we're going to kill half a million Jewish people. The ones who are not killed, our Roman markets are going to be filled with these Jewish people who are going to be sold as slaves. Um, if you want to engage in, and he had a whole list of Jewish practices, um, like studying the Torah or whatever it may be, you will die, death penalty. So it was just a horrible time for the Jewish people. We're now just going to go over to China quickly, because I want to say that the Han Dynasty, things are spiralling bad places. What was like the biggest empire ever? The British Empire. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. The Han Dynasty, everything's going crazy. You have warlords, you've got corruption, you've got rebellion. However, you do have the inventor Kai Lun, C-A-I space L-U-N, who's massively improving the production of paper. Because paper before, paper, you yeah. know, what does the word paper mean? It was kind of papery stuff, but now we're looking at some papery stuff. Okay. Wow, you like that? <laughs> 
Okay, we're moving through now, the century. We're getting somewhere. <laughs> Why are you giggling? I don't know. Please yeah. tell me. There's no reason. Oh, a bit of anger. Out of the giggling comes rage. <laughs> okay, in year 168 CE, you've got Claudius Ptolemy? Yeah, Ptolemy. Yeah. Was a Greek, lived in Egypt, was interested in the stars, created a big book talking about all the stars you can see with your... Eyes. <laughs> yeah. Well, not through a telescope or something, you know. Right, just right, literally right. with the naked eye, what can I see in the sky? I'm going to make a big book of it. Ptolemy just was on one. Mm. Wanted to know lots of stuff. Was really loving looking up at the sky. Yeah. Quite nice. Um, did think that the Earth was at the centre. Okay. Which is critical information. Which you would. Yeah. Now, we're moving forward in time, and I want to talk about Marcus Aurelius. Good emperor. A good emperor, also known as um, a philosopher king. He wrote meditations in the 10 years before he died, which was in 180 is when he died. Um, but he was also an emperor, doing good things. People liked him. Um, actually, before he died, he was really devastated because he was so shocked that he hadn't managed to improve humankind. Mm. That's how Olivia's going to be when she dies. <laughs> She'll be like, whoa. Yeah. Okay, these are quotes from meditations. Um, Marcus Aurelius didn't name the book Meditations. It's something that's happened with time. Olivia's going to pick a few that she thinks sound nice. You have power over your mind, not outside events. Realise this and you will find strength. The soul Wait. becomes dyed with the colour of its thoughts. I didn't like that one. Waste no more time arguing about what a good man should be. Be one. It is not death that a man should fear, Human. but he should fear never beginning to live. We like that one. Do we not? Yeah, sorry. Yeah. I would say, considering we're in the second century. Yeah, 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 yeah. How do we rate those quotes? Um, yeah. Very happy. During his reign, by the way, there was a smallpox outbreak in Rome and everyone was freaking out. Cool. Yeah. China. We're back to China. What's the most recent thing that we learned about China? Oh, the sound chaos. 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 Okay. Imagine I got a yellow scarf and tied it around your head. Mm -hmm. And then Mark did the same. And the two of you started to rebel. I might call it the Yellow Turban Rebellion. Beginning in 184. In China. CE, yeah. Mm -hmm. So this is what was happening. So you've got Taoists mm. who... who and Olivia, you would have been... When I was reading this, I was like, Olivia would enjoy this way more than me. Can you explain it at all? No. Okay. They know. believe... Towers and like the thing that can't be explained. <gasps> knew it. <laughs> I knew you'd be here with the tea. <laughs> I absolutely knew it. What do you mean? It, it can you imagine me earlier today? <laughs> trying, trying to research. <laughs> trying to research. It cannot be defined. I need a definition! It can't be defined. It's yeah. just like this thing that's It's undefined. the essence yeah. that through living you can access. Yeah. It's the path. Then how do you follow it? Well, you all talk about it and you give each other knowing looks. That's really yeah. cool. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. But they, they rebelled. Everything's just getting a little bit crazy. Everyone's getting a little bit angry with the Chinese government. It's a peasant revolt. It was successful? No. It was oppressed and stamped down, but it... <laughs> continue to bubble for the rest of the second century and then it emerges Very next century it's night time okay look up into the dark sky boom oh my god oh my god uh, what goes boom a in the supernova. sky a supernova it's when a 
star is dying, it goes supernova, which means it basically just explodes in this giant, cataclysmically huge ball of radiation and light. It was visible in China for eight months. That's so cool. It's the year 189 CE. Okay, 189 CE. We're in China. We're in China. The last emperor is born. Becomes emperor at eight years old. What do you mean the last emperor? Of the Han Dynasty. Obviously, eight-year-olds can't be running things, especially mm. things that are chaotic. So there's all of these warlords that are trying to do everything instead and yeah. just push them around. The one that was basically running things mm. and was the emperor, kind of, was this person called Dong Zhu. But then, Dong Zhu... Assassinated. And the subordinates took little emperor child hostage so that they could who be in power. subordinates? Just people who were following Dong Zhu around. It's the year 195 CE. The little emperor that I mentioned mm -hmm. escapes. He's gotten a bit older and he's decided to escape. That's very fun. Love that. So escaped from the subordinates mm -hmm. and someone called Kao Kao. Okay. Which I think is pronounced Zao Zao or something. Mm. C-A-O space C-A-O. Who was a very respected poet and is very famous and is one of the most important figures in Chinese history. Chao Chao actually took the little emperor and started puppeteering him himself and has been criticised for being a manipulative leader. But historians' views do vary. But we're going to quickly go back and just look at what's been happening in the Roman Empire. We're at the end of the century now. Okay. I'm just summing up the very last details. Marcus Aurelius, who was that nice Stoic yep. philosopher king, he was the last of the five good emperors. And he made the grave mistake of having a biological son who he said, okay, I'm gonna not, we're not going to be doing any more of that adopting. My son is going to be the next ruler. His son... <laughs> and that's what the whole movie Gladiator is about. Really? Yeah. Paranoid. Not happy. Everyone wants to kill me. I'm, so what are, what are you going to do if everyone wants to kill you? He's paranoid. Marcus Aurelius' son, who became okay. the ruler. Okay. What are you going to do if everyone's trying to kill you? Uh, kill them first. Kill them first. Starts. And everyone's going, sorry, you can't just start killing everybody. Yeah. So then what are they going to do? Uh, kill her. It's New Year's <laughs> Eve. You two. Woo! 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 Strangled. Strangled on New Year's Eve. Wow. Yeah. Wasn't he also known as the Gladiator Emperor? There we go. We learned. We, I didn't know that. That's but I'm glad to know. That's a fun way to die. I'll keep that Being choked. On New Year's <laughs> Eve? Me. It's just like nice fun. Nice Okay, so now we have a very iconic year in Roman Empire history. And it's called, it's 192. It's the year of the five emperors. Which is confusing because you've had five good emperors and now you're going to have five bad ones all in a year. So they're each in power for only a few months and then someone goes... Wow. The good emperors, how long were they in power for? Like each other? I actually have it. Exactly, yeah. Let's wow, just say that. Wow, it's still happening at a really fast pace. Things are happening. Things are turbulent. I wrote that down here. Turbulent times. <laughs> there is somebody who comes along and gets control of everything. His name, he's a Syrian, called Septimus Severus. Severus is very severe. <laughs> um, I mean, he really is. He was not interested in your emotions, was out to get control, and yeah. wasn't taking notes on how the five good emperors were good emperors. He was like, 
I am going to crush to get to power. Yeah. We're done, pretty much. Wow. Okay. We've gone through a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. But I'm just going to say that you've got Hinduism and Buddhism this whole time thriving and coexisting happily together. Okay. Very nice. Camels are becoming very important in the Sahara for trade. Mm. Essential, actually, you'd say. Mm-hmm. I look a little bit like a camel today. Yes. Yeah. What? (laughs) Indonesians have been um, looking around Madagascar going, this is rather a nice place. Let's just stay here. That's kind of an understatement. They literally crossed the entire Indian Ocean. They colonised it. Like, there was no one living on Madagascar and then they arrived. There we go. The warlords have control of China at this point. The Han Dynasty is crumbling crumbling china is in disarray 